This is Quotations, a podcast about words, written and spoken throughout history. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, we shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. No matter where you're from, your dreams are valid. The Pale Blue Dot, the only home we've ever known. Hello and welcome to Quotations. I'm Matthew Monroe. Here's today's quote. I think people have to realize that you are not your thoughts. You, you are, <laughs> that's that's yeah. my yoga thing. Yeah, you are not your thoughts. You're, you're a person and you, you accept thoughts and sometimes become attached to them, but it's not good to do. Sometimes you should re-examine those thoughts and mm. don't, don't hold on to them as if they're a part of you. People argue points. They'll argue subjects and topics as if they're arguing their very value as a person. They're very value to exist, and it's crazy. It's not a good way to think. And a lot of you will recognize that voice. That is, of course, comedian, MMA fighter, UFC commentator, and podcast host Joe Rogan. Now, you've almost certainly heard of Joe Rogan in the news recently for comments and for guests that he's hosted on his wildly popular podcast, and as well for some of the subject matter that they've covered. Now, this podcast... This episode and I, your host, are not here to take a side on that matter at all. That matter is not the subject of this podcast. We're here to examine the words in that quote. And there are some of you that might be out there and might say that, well, given the controversy, Matt, this is terrible timing for this episode. And you may be right. And as I've said before, I usually have about 10 episodes lined up, not necessarily recorded, but lined up. And there's a little bit of logic to how I choose what quote I cover in any specific episode. I look a little bit at the history uh, of what I've done recently, who I've quoted, etc., etc. And this one just fit here. Uh, so I didn't take it out. I figure we lean a little bit into the controversy here and say that despite that, none of us want to be judged based on the worst moments of our lives. We all have imperfections. We all have things that we do poorly. Moments where we slip up and we act as a the less than best version of ourselves. And if we were all judged for those things, none of us would ever be able to do anything in this world. So if you found yourself skeptical of this episode, rest assured, Joe Rogan is not the first controversial figure that I've quoted here. Going back through the archives and just taking a quick look, you'll find Alexis Carroll, who is the subject of episode 21. He was a proponent of eugenics. Anthony Bourdain from episode 23 was a self-confessed drug addict during his life. J.K. Rowling from episode 40, has made some troubling remarks about marginalized members of society. Eric Greitens, from episode 52, had an extramarital affair and was indicted in federal court for invasion of privacy. And even Benjamin Franklin, who we did not one, but three episodes, was a notorious womanizer and engaged in all manner of vices. So I say all of that to say that despite the imperfection of this or any other individual's life or actions, they can and do utter and pen words worth considering. So I would ask if you've made it this far and you were still skeptical about the content of this episode, rest assured that I am here to speak about the words, not the controversy, and I think that's how we should approach all of these, all of these figures. And that is a tenant which I brought up in the very first episode of this podcast and have stood by ever since. That being that anyone is capable of uttering words worth remembering, even if the source is imperfect. 
And I'll take a page from somebody else very much worth quoting in life, and that's Seneca. Seneca once said, I shall never be ashamed of citing a bad author if the line be good. So that's where I'd like us to step off from today and jump into the remainder of the episode. So, Joe Rogan, born August 11th, 1967, in Newark, New Jersey. He began his professional career as a comedian in 1998. And of course, as many of you may remember, he hosted the reality TV show Fear Factor from 2001 to 2006. He has released numerous comedy specials, and his podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience, which I referenced before, has been at or near the top of the charts for years, and has more than 1,700 episodes. And today's quote comes from an episode of his podcast, where he had a conversation with Raghunath Kapo. Now, early in the episode, Joe and Raghunath are discussing ideas and thoughts, and people's defensiveness and aggressiveness around the thoughts that they have. The conversation evolves from a discussion about diet, uh, which is a notoriously confusing and contradictory world into which to dip one's toes. If you're ever looking to be confused, go out and try to find information that supports whichever ridiculous hypothesis may be out there in the food world. You'll find someone has done research on just about everything. So it's very, very hard to parse out the details of that. And in a few episodes previous to this one, when Joe talks about this particular topic, he had had a diet-based controversy. He had had somebody on the show. That person had provided some information that a lot of people took offense to and claimed to be imperfect. And so Joe brought on somebody to counter the other side of it, and they had a, a pretty lively debate. It was quite interesting to listen to. And uh, people got very aggressive and very defensive. And what Joe was talking about here was how people tend to really lean into these things as if they are the most important things in the world. And his cautionary words are valuable to us. They are representative of something that we should all seek to embody. So I'm going to play the, the quote for you one more time here. But in talking about being aggressive and defensive, Joe says the following. I think people have to realize that you are not your thoughts. You, you are, <laughs> that's that's yeah, my yoga thing. Yeah, you are not your thoughts. You're, you're a person and you, you accept thoughts and sometimes become attached to them. But it's not good to do. Sometimes you should re-examine those thoughts and mm. don't don't hold on to them as if they're a part of you. People argue points. They'll argue subjects and topics as if they're arguing their very value as a person, their very value to exist. And it's crazy. It's not a good way to think. Now, as you know, on this podcast, we talk a lot about self-improvement. It's it's a core tenant, I'd argue. I don't know if that was intentional when I set out to make this podcast, but that's certainly what this has evolved into, is quite the self-improvement podcast, which makes a certain amount of sense. Why remember the words of others if they don't do us some good? So I guess it stands to reason that here we are in the midst of this, working to be better versions of ourselves. And the self-improvement process must grow out of something. It must originate somewhere. Well, and I would argue that I guess that somewhere is, for me, and possibly also for you, from the words of others. Why? I, I would venture a guess to say that it's because it plants a seed in our minds, an image, if you will, of a better version of ourselves towards which to strive. And in that way, taken to its very basic tenets, it is an idea, right? It is a thought which provokes us to see and imagine and desire a better version of ourselves. We see someone giving a speech and we think to ourselves, this person dresses well, this person presents themselves well, this person speaks well, this person has thoughts that resonate with me, that 
While they may not be my own, perhaps I wish them to be my own. Or we read a book, we read a speech, we read an article or something from history. It could be a love letter even from someone to someone else. And we think to ourselves, these words, these are something that I desire to internalize. These words are the types of things that I wish I said or did. Or they represent an action or a person that I wish I was more like. And so from that idea, from that planted seed, from those words either written or spoken by someone, we see a better version of ourselves, and we begin to strive towards that. Now, some thoughts are bad, and we all have them, and that's okay, right? We have them, and we let them pass, and we move on. That's what we're supposed to do with bad thoughts and ideas. Have them, because again, that's, there's nothing wrong with that, but the key is we must let them go. And I think that's the point that Joe is making here. We are not our thoughts. We are a temporary staging area for thoughts. Say that again. We are a temporary staging area for thoughts. Our minds use an alignment of neurons and feelings to generate motion. Hopefully that is a forward motion, ideally, but it is motion. That is what we are, we are achieving on a daily basis. I am hungry. I have a thought that I am hungry, and I take active steps to make myself less hungry. I am tired. I identify that thought, I take active steps to make myself less tired. That's how our mind uses ideas and thoughts at their very most basic form. And those are good thoughts. Those are thoughts that drive us to do good things, to do productive things, to be better versions of ourselves after we have those thoughts. The action that results from those thoughts is positive. And you know that they're fleeting and they're temporary. And you know this because if you've ever forgotten why you walked into a room or what you were about to say, you know that. You've experienced this firsthand. Therefore, and I'm, this is not an original thought of mine, but we are under no obligation to continue to hold onto those thoughts. They can and should be discarded, especially if they're bad, when, found, when we find them to be incorrect or harmful, right? They are identified as a bad thought, a harmful thought, an incorrect thought, and we let them go. And that is, again, what we are supposed to do, right? But we as human beings can get very defensive. We can get very possessive of our thoughts. And I think what Joe is trying to say here and what our lesson is today is that this is a misattribution of value to something that can and should be fleeting. And even if it's not fleeting, even if it is a long-held thought, idea, belief, uh, beliefs are tough because that's when ideas start to evolve into identity. And that, that can get really, really sticky real fast. But ideas and thoughts, even ones that we've held on to for a while, even ones that due to the fact that we've repeated them enough and, and are experiencing a frequency bias, may believe to be true, may very well be bad thoughts or bad ideas. And it's okay to let those things go. I remember listening to the podcast host Dan Savage. He's an author, podcast host. He was talking about how Hillary Clinton, when she was running for office in 2016, I believe, he was talking about how there were members of the LGBT community, to which Dan belongs, that were, that still held Hillary's former beliefs or former statements about LGBT rights that she held back in the 90s and early 2000s, can't remember exactly when, against her. 
and said she was anti-LGBT. Why should I vote for her today? Why should I support her? And Dan's point was, well, she's changed her mind, right? She has a different stance now than she did. And whether you believe that she did or not, and whether you believe politicians, it, it doesn't matter. The fact was, and I think the fact is, that she took a different stance, whether that was for, for political benefit or not. There were advantages to the LGBT community for supporting Hillary Clinton at the time. And that's what the point Dan was trying to make, was if we hold people's ideas or thoughts at any given time against them forever, then what incentive do they have to change? If they're going to continue to be penalized for the least well-developed, least thought-through stances, ideas, or opinions, then nobody would ever get anywhere. Nobody would ever be able to do anything. And this speaks to the point that I had earlier, which is if we take the very, very worst of any person, I'd be at least a half a dozen episodes short of where I am now because I couldn't couldn't have done episodes about quotes from people who had a black mark on their past. Hell, and if I'm being honest with you, listener, you shouldn't be listening to me if you're looking at me or anybody else as only our very worst moments because I certainly have had my bad moments. And that could, depending on your stance, disqualify me from being someone that you listen to. Again, circling back to the point here that bad ideas and bad thoughts and bad opinions and bad beliefs can and should be let go. We should also recognize when people have done so and acknowledge that. Acknowledge that by saying, as a society, as a group, if somebody shared an idea, a thought, opinion, or a belief that we disagreed with, that that is not the definition of that person, as Joe says. And if they recognize that it's wrong, that we welcome them back socially into the fold, that there is a path for redemption from those bad thoughts and bad ideas. And so, too, with ourselves, we offer ourselves an opportunity for redemption when we are found to be imperfect, recognize that imperfection, and make a change. And where we can go wrong with some of this is when we latch on to ideas or thoughts and internalize them, when we attribute, again, as I said, more value to them than they warrant, when we begin to identify with them and hold them as sacred cows, so to speak, when we don't let our mind and our logic and other inputs, our feedback from those around us, cull those bad ideas and discard them and move on from them. That's where we can run afoul. And unfortunately, holding on to those things for too long leads us to the old saying, when somebody tells you who they are enough times, believe them. Sometimes we can latch onto bad ideas and bad thoughts so strongly that they do become representative of who we are. But I would say that everybody, at some point, had to come to an idea or thought that they espouse, no matter how adamantly or frequently they do so. And that means that they're malleable. That means that they can change. It may not seem like it. It may feel easy to write someone or even ourselves off for certain things like that. But be cautious of that. Be cautious of defining someone by their thoughts or ideas. Because as Joe says, we are not our thoughts and ideas. Don't allow an attack on an idea to be misconstrued as an attack on you. If you hold a bad thought, a bad idea, a bad belief, a bad opinion, you may staunchly believe it. I know I do. And there are probably ideas and thoughts that I have that people would disagree with. 
But as the, again, as the old adage goes, play the ball, not the man, right? Play the idea, not the person. Avoid things like ad hominem attacks, you know, to the man. Avoid attacking a person. Instead, go after an idea. Ideas are inanimate. Ideas can be discarded. Those are the things where we should focus our attention because while they don't define us, they can be closely held. They can be sacred. They can be protected. And we can be defensive. So when you come across a bad idea, a bad thought, a bad opinion, or a bad belief, even if they're your own, take a moment, pause, think about what you think and why you think it. If somebody is presenting to you a fair attack on that idea, don't take it personally. Don't feel like you have to defend that idea. You owe that idea nothing. It is just that, an idea. And it can be discarded as easily as it was picked up. And no matter how many times you've said it or espoused it, it can change. And if it can change with you, it can change with somebody else. So extend a little bit of patience. When you talk to people who you believe have those poor ideas or thoughts, speak to the idea and let the person chew on it. Let the person absorb what it is you have to say. And perhaps they will also make the easy discard that mimics the easy pickup that they did at some point in the past. And that, my friends, is how we all make forward progress. Until next time, I'm Matthew Monroe. This is Quotations, and thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app, or visit me at quotationspod.com to download and listen. Please also take a moment to recommend the podcast to a friend. That's a huge help. You can tweet at me at quotationspod. Send me an email to quotationspod at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at quotationspod or join the conversation on Facebook at quotationspod. I look forward to hearing from you. Welcome your feedback. And thanks as always for listening.